What is happening? Welcome to another episode of Essential 11. Um, today, man, my guest, my buddy Danny Vega. Uh, what a quality human being, man. He's an absolute uh, genius of an individual. Uh, so it was absolutely a pleasure to be able to sit down with him. So he's, you know, he runs multiple businesses from the ketogenic athlete to the fat fueled family. Um, so we dive into that a little bit, but uh, he just drops so much wisdom here. And we're going to tell you where to find him after the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mr. Danny Vega. So excited to chat with you. Dude, it's always a good time chatting with you, man. I'm so happy that you got a podcast and I just yeah. love the, the whole format. So unique, man. Um, Thank you, brother. Thank dude, you. Everything that you're doing, I'm just, I'm just so proud and honored to be your friend because I you're appreciate it, man. Crushing yeah. it, man. And the feeling, dude, feeling's absolutely mutual, man. You're just, you know, good, a good human being, you know, I mean, that's it. Not, you're crushing life. I mean, you're doing like, that's a given, you know, and there's a, there's a few people that are doing it, but you are such a good human being. So it's just a pleasure to get to, to chat with you always just to get to watch you and how you are as a, um, you know, as a father and as a husband. And, um, so, you know, you're, you're inspiring to so many people, you know, because of that. So, and then talking about podcasts, you just got an award last yeah. week. Tell everybody what that award was, dude. Dude, I, I'm so honored, man. I'm so just completely still reeling from it because, you know, we, we were up against, you know, some of my closest friends that had really good podcasts that provide amazing value every week. And um, ketogenic.com had this um, keto awards, the first annual keto awards and the podcast, we won best podcast and we were able to accept the award um, at the Metabolic Health Summit just right in, in January at, in Long Beach. And so cool. um, it's just definitely something that we've been kind of mentioning in the beginning of our podcast episodes. Yeah, as you should, man. As yeah, you yeah, should. Yeah. And, yeah. and much deserved too. Now, from, from what I heard, you know, they really focused on, they're like, yeah, episode nine specifically was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what they that were saying, the right? That's, that, what, that's what put us over the, that's yeah, what that's put, put you guys over the edge from what I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, obviously I had the pleasure of being on there too. So, but no, it is, it's a, um, it, it's a great podcast, man. And I just, so it was cool. I just got off, uh, you know, I was telling you, I got off a podcast with John Lee Dumas, right. From entrepreneur on fire. And so there is during my trap, I don't have a ton of time when I get yeah. to listen to the majority of the podcasts. Um, a lot of times it's when I'm working out or it is when I'm traveling, right. And going to speak. Yeah. Um, in an event, and then it's just podcast central, and I and I load up. So I really only have six or seven that I subscribe to and listen to religiously. John's is one, but you guys are absolutely another. So, um, you, dude, man. so much, so much value that you guys put out, and and, and you know, again a lot some of it's diet related and whether you're, it doesn't matter there's just so much about life in general you know so um fat fuel family podcast dude it's it's amazing yeah Thank phenomenal you, job well deserved on the on the award man hey you're next <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah that's all. let's go so we want to start with uh with these top 11 questions i know you haven't seen the questions ahead of time too so it'll be cool just get your take on it and again there's no right or wrong man we just want to hear from from your perspective right so the first one's an easy one so one or two mentors, man, that you look up to. And I always preface this with everybody is just, it's just who inspires you. And so when you put it that way, you know, this can be a virtual mentor that maybe you've never even met somebody that, you know, you just kind of follow and you've never actually even talked to, but like who inspires Danny Vega? I got to start with my dad. Um, because yeah. number one, you know, my dad, at the young age of nine, 10, um, I, I was nine or 10 and when, when he overcame addiction, you know, and yeah. he was 
you know, he was addicted to some serious stuff. And, and, you know, luckily my mom gave him another chance and, you know, we went through bankruptcy. We, we had to start over. I remember them saying like, Oh, we have a new car. Oh, we're, we're getting a new house. And like, how's this new? Like, this is all old. Like we only got, you know, yeah, everything was yeah. smaller. And, but you know, he just, he just became the best dad ever, the best husband ever, you know, a true servant. Um, he is the person in my family um, who takes care of everything, like who takes care of everyone. When someone has a problem, it doesn't matter if they're broken down, need to hide a body, you yeah. know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's gonna that guy. take care of it. Yeah. yeah. And, and he also just, um, he, every single day my dad wakes up and he's the one who taught me number one, how to work, always work hard, yeah. always work harder than everybody else. Um, he does, he has routines. He wakes up every morning. He washes my mom's car. He makes sure it's full, oh, man. He has yeah. dinner ready for her when she, when she gets home. Not anymore now because she, thankfully she finally retired. So he's the first one. Um, so and cool. he, you know, again, taught me how to be a good dad, a good husband, um, how to just always put the kids first. Um, obviously your relationship comes first, sure. but the kids as well, um, over yourself. And, um, and even when, my dad didn't have a lot of money. He, he somehow managed to get me everything that I needed. So that's the first one. And then the second one would have to be coach Anthony Grant, um, who was my boss at VCU. He was gotcha. the assistant head coach at UF um, yep. when I was in grad school there. He got the job at VCU and he took me as his strength coach. And um, there was a few things. Number one, I had never seen, I've never met anyone so focused as him. Yeah. Everything was just you know, this was his life and this was a way of life for him. It wasn't a job. Yep. And, um, he was up, you know, every morning at four 30, he would get home at 10 30 and do it again. And, um, the other thing, as I'm talking about him, I'm more self-conscious about the, the way I fill spaces when I talk because yeah. he's much more patient. And he, when I asked him something, he would just be like, let me think about that. You know, like, and, and yeah. little things like that. Yeah. It was like, wow, this is, you know, super I, I intentional. Into, yeah. And I read into the fact that you don't have to know everything right away. You don't, you don't have to know everything right now at all. You don't have to have an answer yep. and, you know, be, um, be confident in your position, yeah. be confident in your training. And, you know, just, he, he was also, he trusted me, you know, as the expert in strength and conditioning, he yeah. always relied on me to tell him, like, I had a system where I would, I would kind of judge the volume that we were doing based on was it a full court uh was it a full court uh drill was it full contact was it multi-directional and and i had like this color rating system that would say you know how high our volume was to that would tell him how much we could push it right and nine times out of ten he would listen to me when i said well this week we got to cut back i mean there were some times when he's like i don't care these people are they got seven foot you know, centers and we got a six, nine center, we're going to outrun them. And, and, you know, we're just going to outwork yeah, them. This is the way it's going to be. Yeah. But yeah, that, cool, that's, man. those are the two people for sure that, that Super really have, cool. there's more, there's so many more. Anybody successful has a ton of amazing mentors. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. And that's what, you know, we want the listeners to hear is like, who else can, can they look to? And, and sometimes they just trigger something in their own life to go, man, okay. Yeah, you're right. You know, this person is a mentor to me in that area, you know, and just hearing you talk about your dad, I don't have a good relationship with my dad, but I still look at that and go, okay, man, I'm thankful for that because there were some things that I can go back to. And I'm still so grateful for the relationship that I have because it did teach me some things, you know? Um, yeah. and that's, that's, that's a mentor. And that that's the thing. Some people don't learn. And, right. and, and I love that because, you know, that's what this right here, I don't know if you could see it, but it says yeah. 
Amor Fati. Yeah. And that means love your fate. Everything that happens to you is either good or necessary. And so if you look at it that way, we, we, we tell our kids, the kid version of that is winners yep. don't lose, they learn. Yep. You know, winners see the learning experience in every situation and, and the, the value of that experience, you know? So good, man. So good. Um, and both of those gentlemen that you mentioned, you know, there was a, there's an extreme amount of um, just confidence that you relate, even just telling their stories, right? And you relayed their confidence that they had. So, you know, dad, overcoming that you can't overcome something as, as hard as, you know, this addiction and turn your life around so much to where you're now the go-to guy, right? You can't do that without just building up an extreme amount of confidence around that. And this, you know, that the coach that you're mentioning is if he's able to pause and kind of go, okay, hold on. I don't have to have this answer for you right now. There's a, there's a confidence that you have to have. You said, you don't, most people get uncomfortable in those spaces, right? Yeah. But there's a confidence there. So, and that leads right into that next question. So self-confidence, you know, yeah. I look at you as somebody who is a self-confident individual. And so these youngsters are looking up saying, look, is confidence something that's attainable? Is it something that's a practical skill? And if so, like what's a habit I can develop to raise my self-confidence? So what do you say to that? What is a habit that maybe you've developed or do you think they can develop to, to really you know, skyrocket the self-confidence? Honestly, the most important one is to take action. You uh, know, when yes. you take action, yep. you, you, you gain confidence because, you know, for example, if I'm, if I'm, when I was in my sales position, you know, if I, if I went into an office and I got shot down, I, I looked at that as a way to, man, I practiced, I practiced my presentation, you know, yeah. I, I got better. And, you know, I think what, what we see this so much today, man, I think we might've even talked about it when we had you on the podcast, like parents are, are trying to shelter their kids from the world, not For knowing sure. that if you don't expose them and if you don't get those, those incremental um, rites of passage that people have to go through as yeah. in childhood, yep. then you're not going to gain the confidence because if someone tells you at the point where you're 18, you're the man, you're awesome. Deep down inside, you're not going to agree. There's going to be some cognitive dissonance because you're going to be like, maybe not even consciously. Yeah. You're going to be like, I didn't really earn that. Well, you know? Yes. Yeah. Why well, are you saying that? I didn't do yeah. anything. I didn't, yeah. do I didn't put in the reps. Yeah. I and didn't you put, in the, put reps, in the reps, you yep. know, and we think of thinking of it from a sports term too. And, you know, and you're talking, talking basketball, if somebody comes out at 18 and they come into college and they got a college, you know, coach who goes, here's the ball, man, you're on our team. You are the man. And they know I've never even played basketball. <laughs> right. They're like, dude, yeah. well, that's impossible. It's that same concept. Yep. It's the same thing. They don't have the reps, man, that they've actually put in taking action. It, it, it is the end all. It reminds me of, um, was a movie with Will Smith where he plays Chris Gardner. Uh, oh, is it the uh, happiness? Pursuit yeah, of happiness. Pursuit of happiness. Yeah. And he was talking right. about taking on that job. And he was talking about the fact that he just wanted to, he knew he had less time and he had less experience than these guys coming in. So he just had to put in the reps. So he got it to where he wasn't even hanging up the phone. It was just boom, boom. And it just, so he had to get more and more in so that he could, you know, exponentially um, bring in his learning experience. I mean, that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And if you make mistakes, like that's a, another part of it. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Yep. You know, winners don't lose. They learn again. They learn. You know, don't be paralyzed by your fear of starting, you know, aim. What is it? Ready, ready, shoot, aim. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know? and yep. Gary V even talks about this stuff, totally. you know, just he, he, I remember him talking about like getting stuff started and like, he didn't know anything. He just kind of just went for it. It's not like a lot of these people, I don't know what the percentage is, but a lot of people who are very successful financially, yep. um, thankfully, especially in this country, came from nothing, yeah. you know? So yeah. 
you know, they just had to figure it out themselves. And, and there's something really empowering about that. Yeah. You just got to learn to do. I spoke with a, a, a phenomenal young man yesterday. He's 24 years old. Um, and we got connected through actually his older brothers just hired one of our kids from Acton, um, just straight out of high school going there. And he's just got this just ridiculous yeah. job straight out of act, like just, it's, it's awesome, man. <laughs> and just such good dudes and they're hard workers and they're crushing it in, um, apartment, uh, sales. And so, I mean, he's like number seven in the country. I mean, it's wow. so like big deal. Right. And so this is the youngest of the three brothers. Um, and so I got to sit with him and he is such a good guy, handsome kid, athlete, super intelligent, super nice guy, like has advantages that not everybody's got. Right. He's got all that stuff going for him and he's just sitting there and he's like, man, I'm just, I don't know what to do with my life. And so I'm doing nothing. And, and so now I'm anxious. And, and I said, well, no, it's not, you're doing nothing and now you're anxious, you're anxious. So you're doing nothing, which is killing it. Like that's killing your, that, that's what's creating the anxiety, man. You got to yeah. move forward. You got to start yeah. tasting things. You got to start moving forward and just do something. Yep. And that's going to lead to another something. And it's going to lead to the network. You know, it's just taking action, man. So yep. that's it. Yeah. So good, brother. Um, so talking about self-confidence, but the other part, kind of the flip side of, of, uh, of that is, you know, mental, mental health. So the next question is around mental health. And so any tips for overcoming anxiety, you know, talking about this young guy who's facing that any tips for overcoming anxiety or just remaining in kind of a positive state of mind in general, what would you kind of say to that? I would say the number one thing is to, to develop a mindfulness practice. Yeah. Because what mindful- does that look like for you? So for me, I mean, every, every single morning, my wife says I'm a robot. Maura says I'm a robot. Like, cause every morning I wake up, our, our sauna's in our bedroom. Like we have a, a solo yeah. sauna. Yeah. So I wake up, I go to the bathroom, I floss, wash my face. I get, turn on the, the sauna and let it heat up while I make her coffee. Cause that's very important. Yeah. And I meditate in the sauna. Um, and, and a lot of people, you know, like to sit and meditate. Uh, yep. I would like to sit if I had a, you know, a bigger sauna, but I'm yeah. lying down, but yeah. I'm, I'm under, a, I'm under stress. And what I find, especially when I started doing it about a year and a half ago, cause I was meditating already for, it's been like two years that I've consistently been meditating. Okay. Um, but what I found was with meditating in the sauna, I could feel my physical body start to really get ramped up, you know, my heart rate starting to yeah. go up. And so now I have no choice but to relax. And meditation for me was the key to starting a mindfulness practice because, you know, I, I do guided meditations almost every day. Yeah. Um, if I meditate at night, it's more just on my own listening to some, you know, sound bath or some weird yeah. stuff. But uh, what I find is that mindfulness is basically noticing what's happening, you know, and, and people... Yeah go through life not not really noticing or they're not aware of the color of their thoughts of the the nature of their thinking um and then of course outwardly that gets manifested by negative language right. um what comes out of your mouth like why is this happening to me this always happens you know um i have to do this i'm gonna try um there's, there's, there's several words that I tell my sons. There's like five of them that I tell them to, to remove from their vocabulary. One of them is try. One of them is have to, um, one of them is, uh, you know, there's a, there's several ones. And so, Love that. you know, if you're mindful, it starts with your thoughts, yep. you know, but some people may not even be speaking it out, but their thoughts are just going nuts. You know, yep. they're either 
ruminating on the past and that's where you get like the depression or they're they're worried about the future and that's where they get the anxiety yeah. and so if you could just start by every single time you change you, a moments of transition during your day yeah just just check in and just be like what's happening right now you yeah. know yeah and for me like i can literally just stare at something like out in the out of nowhere and just kind of just almost like a little mini meditation yeah because we we live this life nowadays i don't envy kids nowadays it's you know tough. Yep. They're, 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 we're living in the easiest time of all which is kind of one of the problems one for of us the downsides for yeah. sure but then we also have so much stimulation and so many inputs yep. and you need to be able to quiet your mind you need to be able to um transition from like parasympathetic to sympathetic so uh for those who don't know sympathetic nervous system is is your autonomic nervous system so you're not really it, it's it's automatic yeah. basically yeah. It, things are happening your body's responding to stimuli and so parasympathetic is like fight or flight that's when right. you know we were ancestrally getting ready to hunt something or run away from something and then uh Parasympathetic is rest and digest. You know, yeah. that's when you can actually um, think clearly, so, yeah. heart rate is low, and, um, and the ability to switch back and forth from that yeah. is superpower. Because yeah. if, I can, if I can hype myself up and I can calm myself down, I'm, I'm ahead of the game. Yeah. So um, people with anxiety, I think um, one of the best ways, of course, eating a low carb diet, um, getting rid of wheat and, and, you know, fake foods and, and colorings and all those things, that's going to truly help because physically, you know, you're going to get anxiety from for stuff sure. like For that. sure. And I know it literally, I mean, especially, I know it especially plays out for your wife, man. I mean, she oh, sees yeah. it. She sees it immediately, man. As soon yep. as she reintroduces something like that, I mean, she has noticeable noticeable mood changes we all that. notice we all, yeah, yeah, every, everybody notices at that point i get it yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's awesome man she's she's, yeah, amazing she's the human. best man i i, I yeah. gotta tell you my wife like <laughs> continues to impress me because you know we we've started this business and then we started you know we're, we're starting another business now and and um she i just see her in action i'm just blown away i mean yeah she's He's the best, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's super cool. I love how you put that, man. And it is. It's about the ability to get introspective. And you're right. Kids now haven't had the time. I remember, I remember the boredom of literally, okay, I feel like there's nothing to do. I'm out wandering around in the street in the neighborhood and I got to kind of figure stuff out. And there's, Gosh, there's that was, the benefit you didn't know of that having to What's that? You didn't know that that was good. That was didn't a good know that thing. that was a good thing. Cause yeah. not only are you having to figure out what to do and you're having to like spur on that creativity, which is usually where we, you know, kind of bring that conversation of let kids be bored. So it brings on the creativity and absolutely does. But what else it does is what you mentioned. It gives you time for yourself where you're introspective and you get comfortable with your own thoughts and you start to be able to sort those out. And, you know, I think a lot of us have that benefit if we're a little bit older of being able to do that a little more readily than the, than, you know, younger kids. And I think that Whoa. is a superpower. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, when you get older, you've just had much more uh, adversity. Sure. Um, but like, you know, if there's one more thing that I could recommend to people, it's to, it's to be aware. I mean, it's kind of along the same vein, but the stoicism, you know, reading yeah. the stoics has really helped me like your perception, you know, like I, I, I still find it's funny because I tell people close to me, you know, accept it. Just yep. accept it, yep. accept the world as it is and not as you want it to be. Yep. And then they'll say, but this person, they never stop. And, 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 you know, if they could just do, what are you going to do? Okay. 
accept it. Yeah. Okay. And don't look (laughs) at it as good or bad. Don't let your emotions, don't waste your mental energy on that. It's not good or bad. It's now it's your decision. What do you want to do? You interact with that? Do you try to, I mean, you get to choose at that point. Yeah. You always get to choose. You get to choose. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of the Stoics as well. And and, in fact, one of our kids, um, you know, here at Acton and the Launchpad, which is our high school group. And, you know, he's trying to work through some stuff. And so, I mean, I just bought him um, pretty much everything by Ryan Holiday. I was just obstacles oh, away, one, daily stoic, man. Like, yeah. That's I'm the just, newest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super good stuff. No, I love that. And I like the way you put it to, um, you know, if it's, if it's, the, if you're thinking about something in the past and you're ruminating on that, that's where depression comes in. If you're worried about something in the future, that's where anxiety comes in, right? Yep. You kind of differentiate and that's it. And neither one of those are, concentrating on here and now and just accepting it. You're either looking backwards, you're looking ahead, you're putting fear around both of those. That's ultimately what we're talking about. You yep. know, both of those get up, you know, taken care of by just living in the present and just go, okay, everything's okay. So yeah, yeah that's cool, man. No, I love that. Um, so mental health is important. Obviously physical health is important as well. Um, and I got, <laughs> so I'm going to ask you a question first, but then I want to tell you something too. So, you okay. know, I just want to talk around it's advice around physical health. How important do you see phys- your physical health in terms of your overall well-being and success as a human being, right? In all areas of life, being a dad, business owner, whatever. It's just the importance of physical health, which obviously, um, you know, you'll have a lot to bring to the table. So, but last night um, we're at home and um, and uh, talking to my wife, and I'm like, yeah, tomorrow. I was like, oh man, I get to connect with. I was looking at my calendar. I'm like, oh, I get to connect with Danny tomorrow. She's like, oh, okay, cool, and. Um, my son goes, who's Danny? And I said, I'll say, well, Danny's my friend. I'm going to get to chat with him tomorrow. And he says, what does he look like? You know, my boy just turned four. And and so I'm like, here you go. So I pull up a picture of you and, uh, and I show him and he goes, whoa. And I said, whoa, whoa, what? And he goes, he looks like a, he looks like a superhero. And I was like, yeah, man. I was like, he's, I was like, he does, dude, he's got a lot of muscles. He goes, yeah. He goes, when I get all of those muscles, I don't think I'll ever wear clothes. And I'm like, cool, man. You don't wear clothes anyway. But like that, you said, I'm like, you never, like, you, you're, always, you're always hearing your chonies, dude. So I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, <laughs> he was thoroughly impressed, man. I'm like, yeah, dude, Danny's, so cool. a, Danny's a strong dude, man. No doubt he's in, uh, he's in good shape. So talk about how the, the physical aspect plays into just all areas of your life. You know, I think a lot of us get into training, whatever it may be, whether it's a sport or, you know, lifting or, you know, and we, we, we get into it for, you know, to look better, to get stronger, you know, for some sort of external thing. And, you know, those of us that stick with it learn that the the process itself is what brings us the reward. You know, you you just think about from just a neurological standpoint, you are in a very neuroplastic state while you're training. And so you can you can learn a lot if you're training often your 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 brain is primed to learn yeah. and so it's no surprise that a lot of people that excel in sports go on to excel in business and yep. a lot of people that that are you know top bodybuilders and and top athletes they they do well in everything it's it's like learning a new language it's like yeah. um you know dance choreography we were just talking about this yesterday my wife she picks things up unbelievable. I can't believe how quickly she picks things up, yeah. man. You know, this woman is just like, you give her something to learn and she's like a mimic, you know, yeah, like she just got it. And, and that's where, you know, choreography, you had to learn numbers and you had to like dance to that and you had to learn three numbers. And, and, you know, the same thing happened to me in college when it's kind of related the fact that my first semester, um, at an Ivy league school, 
I had 18 credits and I was on Dean's list because yeah. I had football. I had two jobs. Yep. I had, you know, 18 credits. And like in that situation, you're either, it's like fight or flight. You're either going to, you're either going to step up or you're going to fold. Right. Um, and so when you're able to, it all depends. Like the, everything has its own benefits. Like if you're in a team sport, you learn how to work with others. Right. If you're in an individual sport, you learn how to on self-reliance and things like that. And, yeah, and they seem to transfer. Like um, for me, training makes me a better person. You know, yeah. I, we know the physical things that training does for our brain and for yeah. our bodies. And um, for my wife, you know, she's very vocal about how the gym is mandatory. She just went to the gym. If she doesn't go into the morning, she's going yep. in the afternoon. It all depends on the day. You know, we homeschool too. So, yep. Yep. um, and so, um, yeah, I mean, uh, so yeah. training the importance of physical, just physical training, doing something, dedicating yourself to something, especially if you're someone like me, I'm a very dopamine driven person. So yep. I, I get high off of achievement. Yeah. And achievement doesn't need to be the end, you know, it doesn't need to be the goal. Achievement is waking up every day and doing that every day. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like Jocko Willink has the picture of the, of the, of the watch every the watch single every morning. morning, man, 430. Here it is. Yep. Yeah. You know, I love that. I, I, yeah. I, I get notifications just so I could see that picture. That's of right. Him, you know? Just as a reminder. Yeah. I think a yep. lot of, yeah, a lot of us do. I love that, man. Um, you know, and, and you're right. It starts to transcend anything having to do with the physical at some point, you know, the, 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 the abs, the athletic ability, all, I mean, at some point that starts to wane, you don't have a choice. It's going to happen. Yeah. You can prolong it, but you don't have a choice. But it's at that point though, you realize it is the mental, it's the mental side of it. It is the discipline around doing it. And it's how you feel. I love that you talked about the neuroplasticity of, of what that looks like, because I, I often have, I mean, I get to the gym because it does, it makes me a better, it makes me a better person, makes me a better husband, makes me a better dad, makes me a better employer. I, all those things, I, I noticeably have better days, the days that I work out. And often I have, I mean, other people might disagree, but I have my best ideas when I'm working out. You know, yeah. so I'm, te I'm texting my employees and sometimes texting my wife while I'm at the gym. Cause I'm like, Ooh, yeah. dude, let me thought. tell you about this. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, and that's not happening. That's happening when I'm sprinting or it's happening when I'm lifting weights, you know? So, um, massively important. I love that you talked about the mental on that. Yeah. Beautiful. Yep. Um, so this kind of switches gears a little bit and again, no one, um, you know, we've gotten to talk a lot about education and, um, and by the way, education sets, I know you're familiar. I actually, okay, so I just had a flashback. I remember I was in Nashville, Tennessee. I had just gotten done with a keynote and I was walking down the streets of Nashville, heading back to my hotel or something. And I was either DMing you or texting you back and forth. And you had said something about Isaac Morehouse. And I was like, oh, oh man, yeah. I, was like, I didn't know you know who Isaac is. And, you oh, know, we kind of connect around that and around Praxis. So the whole yeah. reason this podcast happens is I've got a Praxian right here, Allie who came from Praxis, wow. who's our, yeah. So she's here on staff now, man. And this is, she's the one that makes all this happen. So super wow. cool. Yeah, super I, cool. I'm man. rooting for them, man. I mean, it's, that me that's too. an option that we've always kind of kept in the boys' yeah. minds, you yeah. know, that they know already that that the um, the traditional route is not the only route. And yep. they're not yep. 
leads to this whole like you have to go here and then you got to go here and they know that there's a million different paths you can take. They know there's a million ways to skin the cat, man. I, yeah, you and me both, we love what Praxis is doing. And there's so many programs like that that are um, just continuing to pop up too. They're just challenging that status quo and um, making it evident, you know, what you're saying around that. So, you know, number five is kind of around that. You know, the, the question that we got is, was essentially around the fact that schools don't necessarily teach things that, you know, people wish they had as far as skills coming out. And one of the big ones is around, uh, financial ability and financial awareness and understanding anything, right? So the question that they have is a piece of financial advice. Somebody who is a successful business owner like yourself, you've been, you know, you've been successful both in corporate America and now running um, multiple businesses. So if you had to go, hey, look, here's a solid piece of financial advice, something for you guys to keep in mind, what would you say to that? Well, I, I got to keep it real simple and start with this because I'm sure you're not surprised at how many people don't budget. Totally have a budget. Yeah. You yep. know, if you have a budget, yep. you know, what's coming in and what's coming out back in the day, people used to have to balance their checkbooks. Yeah. Now, nobody has to balance their checkbooks because right. we have this magical card that swipes and we lose the pain of, of either writing a physical check or giving cash to someone, you know, and yes. that's, that's a problem. You know, yeah. people, I know so many people that are surprised when they don't have money. Like, how did you not know? You know, yeah. Well, so this, I think a budget is where it starts. You I think it's so good, man. And you're right when you talk about the debit card. And whether you like Dave Ramsey or not, or yes, you know who he is. Ramsey. I mean, Ramsey's super smart. He said, look, get it back to cash. You get a specific amount for everything. Put that in a separate envelope, right? I yep. mean, just understanding. We did that. That's how we built our house. That totally. we had, we, I, I, I got Maura in, you know, I, I picked up some debt from her. I had some yep. debt of my own. Yep. We picked down everything and we, and we bought the house. And from beginning to end, plug away one day at a time take the envelope, take the cash, go to Costco or wherever you're going. Yeah. And, and that's how we did it. And that's it. And that's all you're spending. You're not going yep. above that. You're not, I mean, and that's, it's smart. It's practical. It's simple, but so many people don't do it. Cause you're right. Cause we got this magical card that, well, every time I swipe it, you know, it doesn't work. And dude, and I remember, dude, I remember learning this the hard way, man, going to, uh, going to a safe way, um, out here in California. I was a young, <laughs> I was probably 21, 22, just went in, cool, got my grocery cart and, and, you know, got everything, went up to the thing and I'm like, here you go. And they swiped it and they're like, dude, not working. You got nothing in there. And I had to do the walk of shame and oh. take my cart and go back through the store and put everything back and then go call the bank and realize, you know, I only had a couple bucks in my account because I just hadn't paid attention to what I was doing. And I'm going, cool. I, well, I, I guess I'm just going to eat. I mean, I had a couple of things that were like top ramen and tuna. I'm like, I'm living on that for a while, you know, <laughs> like had to learn it a really hard way, but there's still so many people that are in their thirties and in their forties and in their fifties that are crazy. still living. It's nuts, man. Well, yeah. and a lot of them, unfortunately, see, I don't have credit cards. I I'm yeah. this weird person that doesn't even have a business card. I, I yep. keep thinking that I need to have one, yep. um, yep. but you know, like a business credit card, yep. I don't have a business credit card. Um, and I just, I know that I'm a grown man now, but I just, I have that pain that I yep. went, you know, yep. when I just was like not making a lot of money and not aware, not budgeting and, and just thinking, you know, that you, you have, you're, you're taking someone else's money. Like yeah. that's what I'm telling the kids. Like yeah. you only spend what you have. And you know, there are those people that, that may be able to pay their credit card every month. But then again, those are people that are probably budgeting too. Right. So they can, they can use the card for the miles or whatever it is that they're getting. Exactly. And they pay that card off every month. I personally just have the last 10 years, I've just been a lot more just 
use my bank accounts, you no, know? Super smart, super smart, man. And I, I, I'm like you, I'm not a credit card fan. I have one, exactly what you said, for the miles. And I literally go into that. I have an app on my phone. I go into it every day. And if there's a bounce, <laughs> I, every day, because of, I'll use it for the miles. And then as soon as that hits my card, I go in and I pay it off from my checking account. So That's I know good. exactly, you know, it's gotta be like that. Gotta yep. be like that. Yeah, super smart. So you're a super hardworking guy. I mean, that's no, there's no way around that. It's part of the reason you're, um, you know, as successful you are and you're hardworking in all areas of your life. You're very intentional around all those things. So question six is around hard work and it's more around, um, not necessarily even just your definition of hard work, but the way I like to frame it is if you had a young person who was coming to work for you guys, they're coming to work for you, you know, they're in their 19, 20, 21 years old. What are the qualities you want to see from that young person as they come to work for you? You know, I mean, the first thing that, that I would say is like the whole, what John Taylor Gatto said about, you know, what people are looking for. I want to, I want to be able to carry a conversation with them. Yeah. I want to have an interesting person, you know, around me, someone who yeah. I want to know what their interests are. Cause people are awesome. You know, like people have yes. some weird interests that, that like, you know, I didn't even know about. So that's a big one, right? <laughs> yeah, it's huge, man. No, it's huge. It's a huge one. Um, and I try to tell, you know, I tell people that all the time. And I love that you brought up John Taylor Gatto. I know we talked about him when we were on your podcast too. Um, just a legend. He passed away shortly after we had our podcast, right? But if you haven't yeah. read things by him, go read anything you can find by that man. He was a brilliant human being. But you're right. People want to connect with other interesting people. And even parents that are looking at their kids going to college. I'm like, look, if you want to go to college and you see the a value in it for you, great, let's go. But I'm talking even from an admission standpoint, having done admissions at a university level is when we're looking at that, there's a game that you play as far as the acceptance. And people don't like yeah. to hear that there's a game, but there's a game. Oh, yeah. Right? But once Especially if you're a private university. Oh, dude, it's a game for yeah. sure. And there's so many layers of that that are that are not uh, not awesome, but they're really there, right? Yeah. You get that aside, and now now once you get the games aside, then you're on a more relatively even even playing field. And at that point, I want to see somebody interesting. Yeah, I want to see somebody who's interesting. Show me that you've got something other. I don't. I don't care about your grade point average. I don't yeah. care when I'm hiring somebody. I'm not asking you how you did in, in your seventh grade algebra class. I don't care. <laughs> I want to yeah. see. Are you a cool person? Am I going to be able to be around you day in day out? Are you going to play well with the other boys and girls here? Yep. Are you going to bring something interesting to value? So I love that you said that. Be an interesting yeah. person. The, the only other thing, you know, with hard work is that I would say that I want someone who's present, you know, yeah. um, that the, one of the things that I've noticed a lot with, you know, young people nowadays yep. is especially when I, I first meet them online and then I meet them in person and I meet a different person, yeah. which is always weird. Yeah. Um, and it's because they live in this virtual world yep. and, you know, they're in that world at work. And I, yeah. I, that's not uh, effective for me. Yep. Um, so I want to just see someone who, who, you know, from whatever the time that they're there, that they're completely present and on point. And, you know, when it's time to joke around, it's time to joke around. But, right. you know, I, I just, you can't be effective if you have no focus. And the problem is so many people are doing so many things at once and they're, there's, again, back to this like low level sympathetic arousal because right. you're always being um, stimulated by the phone and by this, yeah. that you can't truly go in on something and go a hundred percent and focus because your, your body's not, you're not at your best because yeah. you're, 
you have that low level level of stress. So I just want someone who's going to be present. I want someone that I can look in the eye and, and just be like, Oh man, this, this person is focused. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that's good. Totally. Yeah. It's so good, man. And it's, that impacts everything it impacts, obviously it impacts your work, but it impacts your relationships too. You know, when you're sitting there and you know, there's a dad and as a husband, if you're talking, you know, to your wife, but then, but you're actually like, yeah, 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 yeah. And you're looking over here, you're talking to your kids and you're going, yeah, yeah, yeah over here. You're oh, not fully present. Man. You're not fully there, you know, and you're not, that impacts your relationship and you do that consistently. And that's, you know, to the detriment of everybody. So yeah, yeah the ability to be able to focus, especially when it's time to focus. Yeah, yep. that's big. I like that. Um, you mentioned this guy earlier and, uh, you and I are both fans of him. So Jocko, right. Yeah. And, so, and so his, and one of, one of the rules on our wall, our Bojo's essential 11 rules, you know, at, at home, number nine, discipline equals freedom. Yes. Right. And so, I mean, it's on our wall at home and the kids can say it verbatim. All of our kids here at acting, I can say discipline equals what? And they're like, freedom. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> I don't want you to, I don't want you to forget it. So number seven is around discipline. So what is something that you have either had to discipline yourself around doing that you didn't necessarily want to do, but you had to do it or that you're currently right now, maybe struggling like, okay, I got to build some discipline around this. I don't necessarily want to, but I need to do this. What's something for you that, that kind of falls in that category? Well, I, the first one that I can automatically right off the bat think of is, you know, I have words that I use to describe the coming year. You know, I kind of like, okay. this is yeah. the word that I have, um, you know, and so like 2016 was work, 2017 was celebrate. You know, I had so much going on in 2017. I had won an award. I was traveling and I, and I, I, I had a great year, but yeah. that year there was a lot of celebrating, you know, 2018 was rebuild and 20, um, 2020 now is focus, you know, and it's hilarious to me that, that 2020 focus, you know, cause it's, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. 2020 vision. Um, I can't, I didn't, even, I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that until after I, someone yeah. pointed it out to me, I was like, wow, that's really good. Yeah. And it's because, you know, um, as, as I'm a salesperson, so I'm confident and everything, but at the same time, I'm also someone who loves relationships. Yeah. And I realized last year that whether it was because I didn't know what the best opportunity was going to be yep. or whether I, whether I just was trying to please too many people, yeah. I said yes to too many things. Yep. Um, and a lot of it is that inner fear that you're going to hurt a relationship if you say no. Right. And in reality, you're actually going to hurt the relationship because you said yes, because yep. you're not going to do good work. It's not going to be you. And, and so I read good. a really good book that I recommend to anyone who's struggling with this. It's called The Power of a Positive No. Mm. Um, it's written by a guy named William Uri or Yuri, U-R-Y. Okay. And he talks about how people tend to choose between relationship and power. Either you're going to just either you're, you're going to just, um, give in to the other person's wishes yep. or you're going to, you're going to go all with power and you're going to be like, no, and you're going to just be mean, yeah. you know, and there's a, there's a good way to do this. Um, and it's basically yes, no, yes. You, you basically tell them what you're saying yes to for yourself, which has nothing to do with them. Like I can't be there at that time because I have, I have a rule that I do this at that time yep. and I just can't. Um, but you know, the, and then, um, that's what I'm saying yes to. And then I'll, you know, I'll t kind of say no. And then, but the, the, the next yes would be, you know, I'm available a different time or I I'd love to help you with this right now. I can't help you with this, but let's check in in a couple of months and see if, if that would be 
a good time. And that's so what good. I'm doing this year. Yeah. So good, man. Yeah. The discipline around being able to, to have those conversations where ultimately you have to say no. And, and I think that's great advice, man. I, you know, talking to a lot of the young people, a lot of times when you've got nothing necessarily going yet, you're still tasting, you're still trying to figure out who you are and what your path is. You need to probably say yes to almost everything, right? You just need to try You need to get out there, say yes, say yes, say yes, collect experience, you know, collect, yeah. uh, you know, uh, collect the, the time that you're spending with other people. But then as you get older, as you start to get more things on your plate, as you start to get more focus, um, then you got to switch that. And then it's learning how to say no. And mm-hmm. it's learning how to shut that down and when to shut that down. You know, I actually had a really good example. So, um, you know, kind of a mutual um, acquaintance of ours, Rob Wolf. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so this Rob, was with the Metabolic Health Center. Yeah, exactly. I know you guys are down there in Long Beach together. So, yeah. I mean, just such a great guy. And, uh, you know, I've been connected with him for a few years, just off and on. And he's just the nicest dude on the planet, man. And um, I shot him something and was just like, hey, here's what's going on with the podcast. Here's He's like, dude, love it. That's great. I definitely want to come on dude, right now I can't. He's like, let's circle back. And he gave me a very specific, I think it was like May or June. He's like, here's well, the, he just launched like, the new podcast and everything. He, exactly, so. man. So he's got a lot of stuff, going, which is great, which is, I totally understand. And I don't take offense to it, but it was yep. perfect the way he's like, man, I love the idea. This is awesome. Definitely want to do it right now. There's no way I've got this on my plate. And I think it was June 1st. He's like, June 1st, man, get back to me on that date. And we're going to set something on the calendar. I'm like, yep. cool. That's awesome. There that didn't go. hurt the relationship whatsoever. I appreciate that. I respect You respected that. it. hundred uh, yeah. percent. And I love yep. that you said the 2020 focus too, dude. I can't tell you how many, and I know this from being, I just knew this from being on the road and speaking at all these conferences. I'm like, dude, 2020, every client I talk to, they're going to be like, our theme is, you know, 2020 vision, you know, I'm like, Oh my God, I didn't think of that. Like, Hey, Marketing people, yeah. everybody else and their mom's doing that too. But yeah, sounds great, man. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many dude. Uh, but you know, that's fun. That's awesome. Um, question number eight is my absolute favorite question. And it'd be interesting to see, um, where you go with this. So the question is, what is a piece of common knowledge? Something that everybody knows, and this can be in your industry, this can just be in culture in general. It's just a piece of common knowledge. Everybody knows this is right, but Danny Vega goes, Yeah, but I don't agree. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Yes, <laughs> I'm start. sure. And that's why I'm very interested. Oh, I mean, so, so I mean, they're literally for, for a long time you know, part of your, um, your handles, you know, on, on social media and stuff <laughs> literally was, you know, counter culture. Like that was it, you know? And I, and I think you and I have, have, um, come to some similar conclusions around some of those things too, for sure. So yeah. What would you say to that one? Um, I guess, I, I, I guess just because I'm talking to you, there's probably why it's coming to the forefront and that's, yeah you know, that, that you need to go to school or you need to go to college yeah. or you need to go work for somebody. Like yeah. there's so much in this country and I love this country. I love, yep. I love the principles of freedom. You know, I have no allegiance to a specific person or, you know, yep. I, I love I, the idea of freedom and, and personal liberty. And, um, but so much of it, there's so much fear here, yeah. you know, like you, you, you need to go to college and you need to go work for someone because you need benefits because yep. healthcare is expensive. Yep. Um, you need to get, you need to get a certain type of shot. Um, yep. I'm not even going to mention the word because like yep. I'll, I'll probably trigger something, but that certain <laughs> yeah. type of shots yeah. you need to, you need to, um, and, and it's all fear based. And yes. so, um, 
I would just ask people to, to, to think and, and look into their motivations because a lot of the time we think that we're doing something because of it's our thought. And, right. and in reality, it was, it was placed into us, you know, yeah, like man. it was either yep. the way we were raised or, or, or someone who yep. coming up told us that. Yep. And, you know, so, so I think, yeah, I mean, or a system, right. Or a system has yes. told us that, right. Yep. The system yep. is like, if you want to go to college, great, but we've got in this system that you no, know, you have to, to be successful. Oh, and by the way, you have to do it at 18. As soon as you graduate from high school, right. You have to, it's the system telling you, you got to do this. And by the way, even in school, it's like, Oh no, the system says you have to be doing this particular piece of academic work at, at this, this age. particular yes. age. Oh, Otherwise something is wrong with it. Dude, it's benchmarks. Was what a mess, you know. And I, yeah. I told, I told all of our parents here, because um, even, even here, even at, even at Acton, when everybody comes into it intellectually, going, yes, that obviously that doesn't map out. It doesn't make sense. Um, they still can get sucked back into that fear, you know. And oh, go, yeah. oh, oh, but what about grade level? And I'm like, look, if we want to think of grade level as a real thing, then cool. I'm 40 years old. You're 40 years old. We better be dead even on everything. Otherwise, you're behind or I'm behind. Something's messed up, man. <laughs> that's a right? good analogy. Like, that's just the reality of it. Yeah. And, and you know, I, so I went, I actually went through intentionally about a month ago and took a whole bunch of standardized tests myself, right? Oh, so wow. I own a school. I've got multiple graduate degrees. I got straight A's all throughout. School was a game to me, man. It was easy, right? <laughs> Dude, my six, my, my, I'm at sixth grade math level right now. <laughs> my grade level is I bet you got grade. me beat. I bet dude, you yeah, yeah, might, maybe I'll, I could crush some arithmetic. Dude, yeah, that's about <laughs> it, dude. Yeah, I mean, they, as soon as they started putting X's and B's and little exponents, I was screwed. I had no idea. Could I go back in and teach myself how to do it if I needed to? Of course I could. Yeah. Um, yeah. But do I know how to just do it right now? No, I don't. I have no idea. No. Know why? It doesn't matter. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not an algebra uh, my, my wife is is the best at that, you know, and yeah. some people might think like, you know, and and fine. If you don't believe us, then go ahead. If that's working for you, fine. Sure. But okay. we're the ones who are going to tell you that it's much more important for us to have emotionally um, yes. intelligent kids, kids yep. who, um, kids who know the value of, of the food that they're eating, how yep. to manage their money. than you know, worrying about my son still struggles. He's nine years old. I'm yep. not sure what age he reads at, but it's yep. not mine yeah. uh, according to the, the, the system. Yep. So, um, but to me, it doesn't matter because his, Right now, he's trying to to master the Rubik's cube. He's he's learning how to beatbox. He loves beatboxing. He loves yep. parkour. And I'm like, let's go, man. Show me what you got. Like, go I love get it. it. Totally, yeah. man. I love that. And you know what? So my oldest daughter is nine as well, right? And she is. And we didn't teach her direct instruction how to read. She just naturally picked it up early, right? Wanted yeah. to do it. Yeah, so she reads it. A re I mean, she reads anything and everything. And guess what? When she turns 15 and your boy's 15 and we take a look, First of all, you won't be able to tell much of a difference. Second, Unless she keeps reading like crazy, but that's because she loves it so but much. But that's because she loves it. And guess what? When they're you know, 15, 18, 23, 27 at the same time, neither one of them will care. It yeah. won't matter. And yeah. they're both going to be these good, self-aware, self-confident human beings that yes. are actually these interesting people 3D. that we're looking for, right? They're the ones that are going to go out and change the world. They aren't going to buy into the everything's got to be done and they're going to be okay with that. And they're going to be comfortable with that. And that matters a million times more than all that other arbitrary garbage. I agree. You know, that's it, man. Yep. So right, we can hook up the wedding now if we want to. Let's just get, <laughs> let let's go, just get it set up, man. And California's go. got nice weather, but so does Florida, dude. So either one of us, like, let's figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So although, although for two people that love, um, you know, liberty, 
I think Florida is at least a little ahead of California in that regard. So um, yeah, especially financial liberty. <laughs> no doubt, man. Yeah. So we'll see where, we'll see where that all goes. We all may end up moving into your house. Um, speak, <laughs> cool. Oh dude, speaking of Liberty too. So I got uh Connor Boyack, uh, Tuttle oh, twins. He's, yeah. gonna, he's coming on. I got him uh, in March. I think we're going to have him come on, man. So I love those. We, have all the books except for, for, we twins, haven't gotten man. the new one. We haven't gotten the new one. We got to yeah, yeah. get it. Um, but we have all of them except for that one. So good, man. Such good yep. stuff. So highly recommended for anybody going forward. And we've got them here in our library. When we have them at home, we have them here in our library too. So highly recommended, man, for young folks. Yes. So good. Um, so number nine, you know, there's this perception that when people are successful and they're out crushing life and they've got good relationships and they're healthy and they've got, you know, uh, businesses are thriving that, man, they've just got it all figured out. And, and I always want to bring it back to, no, man, look, I'm, I tell my kids all the time, my personal kids, the kids here, I'm good at like three or four things. That's it. Yeah. Um, everything else I'm really, really bad. In, and I can, I can give you the next couple hours of things that I suck at. So what's something that you're like, yeah, I suck at this. Oh man. Well, there's a lot of things. I, um, <laughs> I tend to hate the things that I'm not good at yeah. Or yeah. I t and I, and I have that tendency to shy away from it. So I yeah. go out of my way to try to, to, to put myself in those positions. Yeah. Um, so things that I'm not good at, um, well, sometimes I'm not good at the way I communicate with my wife. You know, I, sure. I, I'm trying to say one thing and you know, it comes off as harsh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and, and it's really sad because she, you know, she may benefit from like a piece of, like a critique that I'm going to give her because we're always, you know, very vocal about making each other better, you right, know? Right. And sometimes, you know, I think both of us sometimes struggle with the delivery. Yeah. So, um, and that's just, I think ego, you know, um, sure. and the, the desire that internal desire to win or to, um, to win the argument or, yeah, so I'm man. really bad at that. Um, I'm still, you know, relatively unorganized. There's, there's like physically unorganized, you know, like messy house and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not good at, I'm not good at, at, um, doing stuff around the house. Like, you know, this house, we built it in 2016 and, um, I'm realizing that construction is not what it used to be. Yeah. You know, our yeah. cabinets are falling apart. I mean, yep. granted our kids are wild animals, yeah. but, you know, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's things that I, that I've, been asked to do months ago and, and that it still haven't gotten done. Yeah. You know? And, and so I'm really bad at that. And, and I tend to default to, well, look, I'm making us money and I'm doing this, this thing. But, um, when you live in a house where, where there's high expectations, yeah. um, that's not going to fly yeah. because the way we see it is like, like there was an hilarious, um, Chris Rock stand up and he's like was just saying how he like some people are like well I take care of my kids I pay my bills and he's like you're supposed to you low expectation haven't you exactly that's just par for the course dude like, that's the yeah. baseline that's yeah, now, totally let's keep going you know yeah. and and yeah. I think the other thing is like people need to realize you've never arrived like I want to keep learning. I want to keep yep. improving. My, my podcast is evolving because we're not just talking about ketogenic nutrition. There's going to be people who come on their, their journey a little bit later and want to yep. learn more stuff. Um, and we're going to, you know, provide that information, but let's talk about environmental toxins. Let's talk about parenting. Let's talk yeah. about education. Let's yeah. talk about people doing epic stuff in the world. Yep. Um, and so I love that because the more I learn over time, it's enriching to me. Um, I become a better person. I become a better, a more well-rounded person. Yeah. So I would just encourage people to, to, to always 
strive to just do a little bit more. The, the, the one, the first oh, principle of, of building muscle and getting stronger yeah. is progressive overload. Yep. And you know, yep. you got to add more reps or you got to add more weight. Right. Eventually over time, you can't just do the same weight and the same reps forever. Bingo. You will Bingo. detrain yourself. So I, I, I have that, that goes on in the rest of my life. Like we talked about it. I just posted about it um, yesterday, I think, because my wife just said we were having a conversation in the morning and she said, you know, we just do more. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. We, we go in, we, we, we do something and then we add a little bit of weight, you know, and then we keep going and we add a little bit more weight, you know? So good. And you add more reps. Is that progressive overload? Yep. Yeah. I love that, man. So good. So good. Um, the, uh, the last, well, the last kind of uh, number 10, it's kind of the last question ish, just a catch all. Like what piece of advice, if you want to either sum up and go, look, this is the most important thing I can relate to you or something we haven't necessarily gotten here. What would be kind of a catch all? Like, man, if you don't remember anything from this podcast, I want you to remember this. What would you kind of say to that? I think um, just because this morning I did a, a loving kindness meditation. Yeah. And, and I think that if you've never meditated, the best way to get into it is, is do meta meditation, which is loving kindness meditation. Yeah. Um, because when you can physically like feel love for yourself yeah and then you and then you go on and you start to extend that to now think of someone that you that you love and you extend that love to them and then you actually have to go out of your way and think of someone that you have a difficult relationship and love them like i've noticed over time the amount of people that i have difficult relations with i i, I couldn't think of one today i don't yeah. even think of who did i say today i don't even remember this morning in my mind, I was like, who am I going to extend? Because you're having to stretch to find somebody that you're, that you're having a hard time with. Yeah. But you have to love yourself first. And so, yeah. you know, yep. if you love yourself, you're going to be okay with the fact that you failed. Like, okay, you know, do an after action review and make sure that, you know, yeah. you address what, what happened, but don't, don't dwell on it. And, and, and again, back to like the whole winners don't lose. They learn, you know, you learned like, who was it? Was it Franklin or, or, um, or Edison? It was Edison that, that, you know, a thousand times he failed yep. Before, yep. He exactly. before he made the light bulb. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. man. So yeah, that, that, awesome. I would just say, just start by loving yourself, you know, be kind to yourself. If you're kind to yourself, you're taking care of yourself. You're, you're taking showers, you're cleaning up around yourself yeah. and you're extending that to others as well. Yeah. It's not a selfish thing to do at all. Taking yeah. care of yourself and loving yourself on that isn't, it's not a selfish act. People go, ah, okay, well, it's, you know, there's no humility in that. And that's not a human. No, no, no. That's I'm doing that so that I can be my best version to pour into everybody else. Exactly. Not that thing, you're, you're just not effective with everybody else. If you're, if you're in that inner turmoil. So yeah, you know what? Thing. Yeah. I want to add one more thing because it was so beautiful last night. You know, I was talking with my son, with Desmond, the oldest, and, yep. um, and we were just talking about the importance of, of just being good to everyone. Just love yeah. thy neighbor type of deal. Yeah. And he knows, because I've read this book to both of them a million times, you know, have you filled a bucket today? Have you ever heard yeah, of that? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. man. And, and like, I, it was so beautiful to see the way he internalized that he's like, yeah, you're just filling buckets all day. Yeah. You know? And he's like, and he's like, you know, you know how I see it? He's like, 
everybody has a different color of magical water that they put into other people's bucket. And so if I, if I fill someone else's bucket with my magical water, they're going to fill my bucket with their magical water. And look at how beautiful my bucket is. Like, look at all the colors. I'm like, who are you? That's some deepness for a nine-year-old man. Oh. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 I was like, I love oh, that. You're so you're you're beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love that. I love that. Yeah, and that's another that's another great book, man. Um, I remember it was a couple of years ago. My girls um, being in the back of of my car, and so I think they were probably like seven and five at the time, something like that. And um, my five year olds, like, you know, I couldn't hear what they were saying. They were just kind of talking to each other. My five year old said something about, you know, what what are you, are you trying to pour my bucket out right now? And she's, <laughs> she's the queen of like, just saying random stuff sometimes. So I'm like, dude, what are you even talking about? But then they brought the whole concept and my, my oldest was like, okay, no, I get that. I'm sorry. I don't mean to do that. I want to fill your bucket back up. And they started having that conversation. Oh, it was, fuck. oh my gosh, dude, it was, it was the best. And I'm like, what are you guys even like? You got to tell me about this. Cause I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get in this bucket game, dude. You know, this is yeah. man, so good. I love Des said that man. So cool. Yeah. Um, the the last question, man, is just anybody that you would recommend we keep an eye on. So who's somebody else we should keep an eye on? And I and I kind of phrase it as like who else would be it would make sense to get them on the podcast and hear what they have to say about stuff. You oh, know, who would be a wow. good person to have? Yeah, someone to to come on the podcast. Well, honestly, the the author of that book I told you, William Uri, yeah. um, I don't know what he's doing right now with his life, yeah. but he was a big time like negotiator. Like he's he's negotiated um, deals between huge governments, and you know, interesting. Yeah, that guy. If you wanna, if you wanna really see. You know, because I read that book thinking it was going to help my business, but then I told my wife, "You got to read this book. This is going to make us better parents." Yeah, absolutely. You can see, you can spouses. see that. It's because conceptually, you can see that it's going to make you better just relationships in general. Yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely one that I mean, he's he's been around forever, and and yeah. um, the only other one is I don't remember the author, but the author of the book Ultra Learning. Have you ever ultra heard of learning. it? I don't think I have. Uh-uh. It's basically ultra learners are a group of people who dedicate themselves to becoming experts at a subject in a very short period of time, like three months. And so there's a whole process that you go through. It starts with meta learning. Like you basically, you can't give them a formula because every different project that you take on yeah. have different aspects of how to learn. And so first you spend time learning the type of learning that you need to do for that project for that particular project yeah and a lot of the time i think what what tends to 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 lend itself perfectly into this is learning a new a new language yeah um and so you know here's an example you know you got a kid that that decides i want to go overseas and i want to i want to learn a new language yeah but then they go there and they 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 bunk up with another american in their room yeah. and you know they're talking english at home and they're 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 not really picking it up because they're not getting out of their comfort zone right. and so the people that do ultra learning in that situation would be two people who'd refuse to talk to each other in English the whole time. Gotcha. So, and yeah. just, I mean, then they take the, the country's highest level language tests and they, yeah. ace, you yeah. know, what a feeling talk about building confidence, you know, yeah. when you're able to do something. And then the more you learn, the more you learn and the better you get, like you become a better learner. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Great. Full immersion. On yeah. That. Full immersion. I love that. Have you seen, this reminded me, I know this isn't, it, it, it's, kind of goes off on a tangent for a little but um have you seen uh sugata mitra's tedx the the hole in the wall um oh okay dude you've got it you guys will you guys will absolutely love that i don't remember what i mean it's an earlier 
It's an earlier TED talk. His name is so Sugata, S-U-G-A-T-A. And his last name is Mitra, M-I-T-R-A. And it's this hole in the wall experiment that he did. Dude, you guys will, you guys will love it. Um, he essentially went into, and I, and I, uh, it's been a while, so I don't remember exactly where it was, but he went into a third world country and they dropped in basically a, um, like a concrete kiosk with a computer in it to this country that had no technology period, right? Like no technology period. So people are, this is just a computer. Oh, was this, did Peter Damianides mention this in, um, in abundance? He might have. Where the kids all learned how to be experts at the computer like in like a day? That fast. Because it was just full on immersion, right? Full on immersion. And then they recreate the experiment um, and he just puts, you know, whatever country they're from, but he just puts like uh, a biology, um, a college level biology course just in English, right? (laughs) That's it. And again, drops it in there. And you got these nine or 10 year old kids who play with that for a while and they just are fully immersed trying to figure all this stuff out. They don't even speak English. And then at the end of a few months, they're all able to pass this college level test. Oh, we're going to watch that. We, we, we decided we were going to start watching a, uh, a documentary called, it's not a documentary, it's a movie, uh, a mini series called Into the West. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah it's basically like a nine hour series. It's Robert Sykes is, you know, you yep. got to have Robert on too, for sure. Oh, dude, I just had Robert on. Oh, I God. did. Yeah, I just That's had him so on, man. Friend. Yeah, I did. Dude, so friend, good. Man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know you guys are super good buddies. He's such a good dude, man. So we just had Robert and I had uh, Matt Gacky. Um, oh, man, all right. He's on here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's, that's great. Matt's so yeah. cool, man. Is, Matt's man. such a good, Matt's a great person, man. Like, you know, he um, randomly out of nowhere wrote me an email once and he's like, dude, you're, you got to fix your website. He's like, that's hilarious. He's like, this is what you're doing. You know, you can, you can do a lot better if you do this, 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 and this. And like, yeah. for him, just take his time and, and just tell me like, here, let me help you out. Yeah. That's yeah, awesome. That was really yeah. cool that he did that. But, but yeah. Robert doesn't watch TV. Yeah. And, and so like, when I hear him get excited about a movie, I'm like, I instantly ordered it. Um, yeah. and, and for us, we're doing a lot of history right now. Um, this morning we were, we were doing, um, Egypt, more Egypt. We, we, we've been loving Egypt lately. Um, but we're going to do tonight, we're going to start into the West and it's all about, you know, there's, there's definitely some violence in it and stuff, but I looked at the parents guide and I'm like, you know what, I can handle violence, you know, for my kids because it's, you know how we are. We, we don't want, we want them to see more of the world. We want them to see the whole story, not to say that, you know, not to hate this country or, but we want the whole story. Like, you know, for example, like, with you know, native americans what happened you know yeah we the americans did a lot of terrible things and the natives did Absolutely. a lot of terrible things and and i'd rather have the non-whitewashed version right. because people the reason people don't learn beyond other reasons there's definitely other reasons but we don't learn from history because we don't know the full history right and and a lot of the time we're just like well the bad guys did it you know and and we, there's some learning there that can happen when we, when sure. we get the full story. For yeah. sure. Because when we just leave it to, you know what, the bad guys did it, what <laughs> happens is in our own mind, we just, everybody else is the bad guys. Yeah. And anybody that disagrees with us, right? Like then all of a sudden, then they're our enemy. And now yep. they're the bad guys and we're not going to have conversation, yep. right? And so it's, yeah, I agree, man. Show them show them as much of the reality as, as you can do that. And then just give that perspective of, so look, that's, that is the truth. That is what it is. So now how do we react to that? Right. Mm-hmm. What do we do? What do we do going forward? How do we change this? How do we not get emotional around that? How do we go? We bring them back to those stoic philosophies and teach them how to walk through that. You know, yeah. and that's, we haven't done that with our kids 
for generations, which is why we now have generations of adults who suck at having those kind of conversations. <laughs> yeah. Or right? don't even address them. Yeah. Don't have, like, those don't even address Yeah, Either don't address it. Or if we disagree, then we're enemies. You yeah. Know? And it's a, it's a bad place to be. It's a scary place to be. Um, if you get a chance, I got to work on this film, no safe spaces uh, as well with, with uh, Dennis I Prager love and Adam. Oh dude. Wait, um, is who Dennis Prager with yeah Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla and Jordan Peterson. And oh, get uh, out. so, yeah, man. So if you get a chance, it's we're we're kind of rocking it in some theaters. Um, you know, nationwide you can check. I'm not sure if it's coming anywhere near where you guys are in Florida. Um, but then we're gonna go to streaming after that. So um that'll be another one. And then I got another one. Remind me when we go offline, I got another one that I think you'll like too that I want oh, to. Oh, you gotta tell me out there for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, really good, man. Dude, Danny, so much fun. I feel selfish about this because it's like, I know there was gonna be so much value for the listeners, but I've just, I feel selfish that I just get to hang out and chat with you for an hour, man. So grateful, brother. So same grateful. here, man. Yeah. I, I always tell people podcasting is the most selfish thing we do. And I know, man, it's so good though. So where can people go to find out more about what you got going on? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously Instagram, I'm very active on there, dannyvega.ms. And yep. then our website is hello at fatfuel.family. That's where you can find the podcast, you know, our store. Um, you know, we have a few things on the blog. I haven't done much on the blog uh, in a while, but yeah, that's basically. Awesome, man. Very cool. So Danny, again, thank you, brother. Thank you for taking the time today, man. Thank you, man. There you have it, guys, man. What a fun conversation with my buddy Danny. Um, such a good dude, man. So many places you can find him, too. Go to Instagram, and it is dannyvega.ms. You check him out there. Uh, you can go to fatfueled.family, and you can see uh, him and his wife and his beautiful boys. And uh, you can check them out on YouTube under the Fat Fueled family as well. You can find them under Fat Fueled Kids. You can find them on Ketogenic Athlete. Uh, just an amazing coach, too, if you're looking for some uh, advice, health advice, workout advice. Uh, you know, he's definitely something that you're going to want to follow on all those different platforms so there you have it folks we will see you next time on the essential 11 and hey if you get a chance don't forget go give us a, a, a review uh, go give us a five-star rating but really really would love that review it is definitely uh, our bread and butter and what's going to allow us to continue to serve more kids out here so uh, please do that when you guys get a chance thanks guys see you next time